The purpose of this podcast is to create a library of stories about the unique struggles, journeys, and experiences of mothers. I hope these stories instill more compassion and empathy while uniting women in motherhood. In this episode, I talked to Kim Richards. At the time of this episode, Kim has a four-month-old daughter and lives with her husband in Cardiff, California. In her story, we talk about how she changed from one medical group to another in the middle of her second trimester and why she did that. Kim has a new outlook on birth plans and shares what she took away from the experience of delivering her daughter. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jamie. How are you doing this morning? Pretty good, (laughs) I think. Yeah. (laughs) TBD, no. (laughs) <laughs> she's waking up every three hours right now it's like insane so yeah I I keep on thinking every night I'm like this will be the night she does she extends it and it's just not happening <laughs> so uh, that's <sighs> yeah but I know it's temporary in the scheme of life but uh, yeah. sometimes it can feel kind of uh, kind of intense day after day but Oh, for sure. Um, Especially when you're in it, it feels like it's never going to end. Exactly. But uh, the weekends are the best because I have my husband here and he's amazing. So yeah. I can enjoy one more day of him being here all day. <laughs> I know. And I forgot today was daylight savings. Oh, right. So we lost an hour. I, yeah. slept an, I slept an extra hour this morning. I'm like, oh, well, that was useless. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess not really because I just basically edited zero, right? <laughs> yeah. I was, my, my parents are visiting in town and I was... They took the girls this morning, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I slept in. And they're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no. It's such a – so annoying. The best part of it is the light, staying light later, but – Yes. I'll agree with mm. you on that one. Anyway. All right. So let's um, go ahead and get started. Um, I was going to say, why don't we start with you kind of talking about once you found out you were pregnant, like what your initial expectation on what, like, prenatal care was going to be like with your mm-hmm. OB and what did you find out was the reality of it? Like how, how did, what was your expectation versus reality on prenatal care? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when I found out I was pregnant, I was a, a patient of Sharp Healthcare. I had been for, you know, since I was born, actually, I was born at Sharp Mary Birch and um, was really looking forward to, um, getting to know the OBGYN and, you know, just educating myself or getting educated on the process of pregnancy and uh, how to how to keep myself healthy and, you know, all the things to do it in the best way possible. And, uh, you know, the nurse practitioner that I ended up working with more often than the OB, I saw the OB probably once or twice uh, for the first half of my pregnancy, which was a shock. I thought for sure... I would be building at least somewhat of a relationship with her, uh, which definitely wasn't the case. Um, the nurse practitioner was very sweet. Um, my husband and I both really liked her. Um, but, you know, over time, I, I spent about 20 weeks, 20 or so weeks of my pregnancy with Sharp. And during that time, you know, we just realized that she was sweet, but it was like to a point, yeah, you know, or like totally. it was still pretty surface level. Um, and when I'd ask more questions like, you know, what should I be doing diet wise to stay healthy and, you know, make sure I'm getting the baby, the nutrition she needs, uh, her response was just keep doing what you're doing. 
And I'm like, how do you know what I'm doing? I didn't say yeah. this, but in my head, I'm thinking, how do you know what I'm doing? I could be eating, you know, junk food all day, every day. And um, that's clearly not the best option. <laughs> so, sure. um, so those were moments where I realized, wow, like this is not, this is definitely not lining up with what I had envisioned, you know, having a partner in the process, um, like a, <clears throat> like a healthcare yeah, so what uh, did, or a health professional. What did you sort of have envisioned? Like, what were you, what were you thinking it was going to sort of be like? Cause this is such a huge, I mean, you're adding to the fit, your family, you know, you're growing mm-hmm. your family. So I'd imagine you're expecting someone that's like a little more concerned about you. Right. So what, what were you thinking? What were you envisioning? Well, I guess I was hoping, I mean, envisioning was probably, I, I don't know if that was possible because I I, I had experiences in that obviously with um, healthcare community and, you know, dealing with general practitioners and family, family doctors over the years that, you know, they have very limited time with you. And even if they're nice people, they have certain times and certain amount of patients they see per day. And that's just the way, the way the system runs. Right. Right. And so I, I, I didn't really have the expectation, I guess, in my head that somehow they would all of a sudden spend double the time or more with me. But I was hoping that because of it being our first child and my first um, healthy pregnancy, that I would um, get a little bit more attention or, you know, have have them asking me. I, I would have hoped they would have asked me more questions about um, not just looking at my records and the history of my, right. um, you know, my medical records and that right. on paper, I'm, I'm a very healthy female right. and, you know, I guess they call me, it was a geriatric pregnancy because I was over 35, oh but, um, <laughs> but I mean, they, they, there's a lot more obviously that we know to, to who we are as people That's and what we bring to yes. these huge life events and who I am as a person and how my relationship is with my husband yes. and how, yes. um, how my network and community is of support in, you know, none of those questions were asked, you know, or what alternative therapies are you seeking? Um, you know, and, and giving resources for those kinds of things, it was absolutely none, you know, so I, I ended up seeking all of that on my own, which I'm grateful I have that ability or it, it was in my, it was in my mindset, but, um, but nothing, there was nothing in that regard from the, um, from the healthcare professionals. And so that was, that was what I was hoping. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you but, said, to at least the resources and the, right. provide the resources for you. Yeah. Like it was none of that. So, um, it was definitely a disappointment. And then, you know, as the pregnancy progressed and I had more questions and I was feeling more things like, well, the baby was moving, you know, so I was feeling everything. Um, I realized that, um, you know, I, I, I didn't necessarily feel comfortable at the sharp healthcare facility and in the system, the way they ran things. Again, it was a nice facility. The people were nice, but it was just still not right. Still surface. Yeah, for sure. And, and how uh, was communication outside of the office, like getting a hold of your, your OB, like, did you, could you, could you get a hold of him or her? Or was it very much like through a, like a call center? Yeah, it was more, you know, they have the online portals now. Uh-huh. Uh, and I often was just messaging through that. 
she would call with results or she would call to follow up with certain things. When I say she, I mean the nurse practitioner. Right. I never, I never got calls from the OB. And like I said, I met her like one, I would say like one and a half times. Wow. <laughs> it was, it was, um, and actually she told me when I saw her, when I asked her about things that I should be thinking about and doing, and this was, I was still in early pregnancy, but to me, every part of your pregnancy is important. Of it's course. not like, oh, you're fine. Wait until later yeah. when, you know, when things are but, actually going wrong. Oh, okay. Let's right. Talk about it now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was really shocked by her response and like, oh, like the nothing, nothing now, you know, it's still pretty early on. Just read, go ahead and read to expect when you're expecting. And I'm like, gosh, really? Like, that's all you're going to tell me. And, and of all books, you know, there's so many great resources now that, yes. um, that's definitely not the one that I would, I, having gone through it now, that's not the book I would recommend to my yep. friends or people asking me. And the fact that my OB, um, that's all she gave me was like, um, it felt like a brush off. So, um, so not too long after that, I realized, you know, oh, and the other part of it was that as I was doing my research and trying to do like the hospital visits and, um, understanding what the experience would actually be like delivering at, um, Sharp, I, found out that they have a really high C-section rate. And um, I also learned later that a lot of that's due to the fact that they handle a lot of high-risk pregnancies and it results oftentimes in C-sections. But just the fact that it was a really high percentage just kind of freaked me out. And yeah. um, I, I know there's a lot of more progressive hospital systems, but it just didn't feel like Sharp was one of them, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and so right around the mid-pregnancy time, I... Um, I was also going through the uh, insurance changeover, you know, the um, open enrollment. Yeah. And so it just happened to work out that I was able to change providers, like by the skin of my teeth. I like barely got in under the timing. It just was, it was meant to be. Um, so I, I managed to switch over to Scripps, um, which is the hospital that I ended up delivering at is like five, five to seven minutes from our house. Um, awesome. So for proximity and for, you know, obviously convenience to the appointments um, and the fact that they also have midwives in their practice. And that's something that they didn't have at Sharp. They have doulas actually that you can hire through the Sharp system, which I thought was really, um, that was one thing that I was really pleased to see with Sharp, but um, I was really interested in working with midwives. And so when did I switched you, to scripts, I was able to work with a nurse midwife instead of a nurse practitioner. That's so awesome. Did yeah. you know, did they tell you about the doulas at Sharp or was that something that you went and researched yourself? You know, I believe I asked, I think I asked the nurse practitioner about doulas and so she told me that to they asked her. I'm what? pretty sure I asked her, but it's a little bit fuzzy, yeah. fuzzy, yeah. foggy now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I asked because I started to do research. Um, and I was talking with a, a guy who I was working with. Um, he was, like a nutritionist uh -huh. type health coach type guy uh -huh. he looked at my genetic profile and gave me a, a <clears throat> like a a rundown of what my genetics say I'm predisposed to and things that I should um, be careful with food wise supplement wise oh, really things neat. like that yeah which is awesome so I was working with him for several months during the pregnancy and him and his wife have three kids that are very young and they kind of work together to support clients. And she started giving me some recommendations, including uh, reading, like reading material, which I hoped would have come from my doctors, but it didn't. Um, wow. The, yeah. uh, 
the INMA's Guide to Childbirth and Guide to Breastfeeding, um, which were, I think, life-changing for me. So that's what kind of 100% agree. <laughs> tipped me into the, oh, so there's another way to think about this. It's not just about fear and pain and like suffering, which is what, unfortunately a lot of what we're fed um, yep. in our society and in, in popular culture and movies and all that. Um, so I started reading that book and the, the, the women's stories at the beginning of the book. And I thought, holy moly, like I was just, it, it really completely shifted everything for me. So that's what kind of kicked off my research mode into like, what are the birth options in my area? Like, yeah. where are the birth centers? What are the mid, where are the midwives? Like yeah. I just started, I it kind of started everything from there. Um, and, and now I've, it's just amazing what I've discovered since, you know, how big this community uh, this birth network. I was actually at a networking event yesterday with the San Diego birth network and I love that. Um, for, for the first awesome. time. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, and I was telling them, uh, I said, you know, I'm, I'm the only one in the room who's the most recent postpartum. And I can tell you that uh, not that long ago, I had no idea this even existed. Like yeah. it feels to most people in the community, it's totally underground yeah. still, which is so terrible. I mean, it's, it's really unfortunate, you know, that's yep. the way it is right now. And so I feel really strongly, which I know we've talked about how, um, how do we make that, how do we bridge that gap in a better way yep. um, so that more women have access to these resources without having to dig it out themselves, because not all women are going to seek it out. You know, they're not, not all women are going to have those connections that tip them off to this world. So, and I think like you said too, I mean, they don't even know it exists, right? They're, they're the only thing they know is the system. And so they think that's, you know, that's the safest way to have a baby. And so they just kind of, we trust the system and we trust the doctors and we don't always go looking for those resources Mm -hmm. ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I think you, yeah, you definitely nailed it there. Um, And so as you were doing this, you kind of, what, what did you, what did you start hoping for with birth? And now that you're starting to see um, these different options and you're using these different resources, you started to prepare, I'm sure, for, for birth. And, and how was that? Yeah, well, like I said, reading that book and the women's stories of uh, natural labor, it, uh, um, it really just struck a chord and, mm-hmm. and the, the beauty of birth and, the, and that that's what we're meant to do and our bodies are designed and you know it's it's something else that I think it was in the book or I don't know maybe I read it somewhere else but just the you know how how grateful we can and should feel as women that we're able to create life and birth new life like what (laughs) what an amazing honor you know what I mean And, and no one ever said those words to me or it's, it was never presented in that way. You know, even my close family and friends, I feel like for the most part, it just felt very medicalized, you know, in the way they described their labor and delivery. Um, Not to say that they didn't have an amazing experience meeting their child for the first time and all of that. I mean, that, that never changes, but there was never any discussion about, um, you know, I guess my, my, my family, my mom and sister both had really like wonderful pregnancies and felt really good. Um, but their births were not pleasant. Um, and so I didn't really have an idea in my mind of what I really wanted or no one really asked me, certainly not my doctors didn't ask me exactly what I wanted. 
So just to have the thought that, oh, I can, I can actually create the experience I want, or I can envision what I want for my uh, labor and delivery. That was a whole new concept. So one of the first things that I uh, sought out and it came kind of randomly, I guess that's how some of these things happen, Mm -hmm. but a friend of a friend runs a doula service and uh, I was connected to her right around that same time. Like I feel like it was all around mid pregnancy when things shifted and we started talking and I explained to her how passionate I was becoming about, you know, finding, finding the right support and connections during pregnancy. And she, and she suggested talking with a birth doula and, um, and I had already thought about that because it did come up in my conversations with Sharp, but, um, I didn't know where to start. I, I was searching on the internet of like dual birth doulas and it just felt very, um, yeah, it, it, I didn't know where to start. Yeah. I didn't know if I'd ever find someone that I really felt like I could trust. So yeah. she recommended someone that she had recently spoke, she had recently talked to, um, And she just, based on knowing, getting to know me and my personality and what I was looking for and the type of support I was looking for, um, she suggested I talk to her and she ended up being our birth doula. So it was, and it's funny, it's like people, I have friends that interviewed several people and it was like, they knew exactly who they were looking for. And they went through several interviews with women and this was the first one. I don't know if it's something about a recommendation, yeah. like a personal recommendation yeah. too, that makes it that much more comforting. But, um, but having her really started changing everything because it was, it was that personal connection and that like love and care and warmth that I wanted mm-hmm. the whole time yep. that I wasn't getting. And I didn't really know that that's exactly what I wanted until I had it. Um, and, and the continuity of care and support too. So she was and there I, with you through, once you found her, she kind of helped you up until birth too. Exactly. That's so awesome. Well, we ended up, cause like they have the prenatal visits uh-huh. and then they do the one closer to birth or, you know, closer to when you go into labor. But we also knew we wanted to do childbirth education classes. Uh-huh. Um, and we weren't hearing like stellar things about hospital <laughs> um, yeah. childbirth classes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> We researched a couple different options, and one of them was um, actually with our doulas. So there, were, there was a it's a doula pair that wow. work together, yeah. and they offer uh, education classes. And we thought, well, this is perfect because they're going to be coming to our house to work with us, and it's a, such an intimate experience. You know, why not have them also come and work with us in our home for the education classes. Cause the other options are with other couples in a public space. Wow, which... so this was actually like a private session. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. actually didn't even know those existed. That is, yeah. that is amazing. <laughs> well, and I think it's the ideal if you can have it with your doulas, because then you're, you're just deepening the relationship oh, and sure. you're deepening that level of trust, you know, that mm-hmm. you need to have to feel like you can, um, have the experience that you're really wanting, you know? So it became pretty clear that that was the best option for us. And it worked out really well because I know there's definitely benefits of going to group classes too, because you can bond with other parents and, you know, in some cases, first time parents too. Mm -hmm. Um, but for us, it just made more sense this way. And I'm so glad that we did it that way. Yeah, that Um, is so cool. Because it gave us that much more time with them too, earlier on in the pregnancy and they could get to know, us as a couple and me 
and my body and my specific needs and, you know, what I was going through. So um, they were always available to by text and email and they were always super communicative, which is big for me. Um, See, that's the, kind, so, that's the kind of communication that I like to where it's like, exactly. if I have a wor- I can't sleep. <laughs> if, I, if I have a worry or something, I need an answer pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. so it's nice to be able to have that connection with somebody where you can and communication with someone where you can text them and I mean there's no reason you can't have that nowadays with the technology that we have I know well I think it's important and that's I know our system isn't set up the healthcare system isn't set up that way right um I mean they do have um like nurse lines and things like that which I've used in the past I think are super useful but it's not a personal connection and that's where you know this it just is that's where it's set apart sets apart you know Um, so that's where, once I met her and once we started working together, it was like, she recommended, um, a physical therapist and, um, an acupuncturist that were in the same area. There was also a chiropractor in that same area that is wonderful. I didn't end up working with her. Um, but, but just making some of those connections, um, really. And, oh, when I was doing prenatal yoga, which I had, which I had started on my own, um, because I was practicing yoga before I got pregnant and I knew it was going to be an important part of my journey. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was a huge, I went once to once or twice a week for, you know, from week 17 to maybe even 37 weeks. Wow. I forget when I stopped, yeah. but it was um, a huge part of my pregnancy. And I bonded with a lot of really amazing women who I'm still closely connected to now. That is so um, cool. and, um, and there were several other things that kind of spawned from there, but it really just opened up my world and the options and, and the like support team that I was really seeking. And I didn't know that that was what I was seeking until it was presented to me, right. you know, right. as options. It was like, Oh, I can work with, like a physical therapist. I've never worked with that kind of person yeah. before. Yeah. And that's a thing. Oh, my pelvic floor. What? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, the amount of education that I went through for that 10, nine, 10 months was pretty incredible. Um, so that's when I started with all of the stuff that I was reading and educating myself about what pregnant, like what pregnancy and labor and birth could actually be. Then I started to envision what I really wanted. Um, which definitely was an unmedicated birth and as natural as possible. Um, that's why I was researching birth centers, Mm -hmm. um, which at the time my insurance was HMO. And so it wasn't going to work out insurance wise. So for a number of reasons, um, you know, we decided to do the hospital birth, but found that if working with, working with our doulas that we could, and with the script system, which we found to be very, um, friendly to, um, you know, unmedicated yeah, births, progressive. super progressive yeah. and, and like really close to us, yep. <laughs> um, to our house. So it was, it was all starting to line up. Um, and we, we realized having conversations with the nurse midwife and at, at the hospital or, you know, um, at the clinic and also with our doulas that we could really create the experience that I was hoping for, Uh even though I'd be, I'd be at a hospital to actually deliver her. Um, and so of course, working with the doulas, that was part of our work with them was developing the birth plan. So they were really, like instrumental in, in giving us the guidelines or the prompts, yep. you know, yep. to think through the questions to answer so that we could really develop it full more fully. Um, 
So that was a lot of our birth education stuff too, because we were understanding exactly what, you know, what we were going, what we were going to be facing and what, what it actually meant and pain management and and things that we could do as a couple in early labor and, and all of those things. So we all, you know, my husband and I were really kind of dreaming up what that could look like for us here to, to labor at home and have support here with the doulas and then transfer to the hospital when it felt like it was the right time. Um, and it just kind of developed from there, you know, yeah. and we kind of worked through more of the specifics of what, what exactly we would do. And, and a lot of it was an educate, I mean, it was education for both of us, but oh, for especially sure. for my husband who um, isn't from the States. So he comes from a, a totally different, well, first of all, he's, he's a man, so he's not, yes. he's not being educated <laughs> about what, you know, what, um, birth and the know, body and, and all birth. that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and he comes from another country. So it was a huge, it was a huge education for both of us. And it was, it was really wonderful to see how it bonded us too through the experience because we were say, learning together. Yeah. yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. deepens the relationship. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so go ahead and tell us what birth was like, what it ended up being like and, and, and how it was. Yeah. So, um, birth plan pretty much to the T almost <laughs> to the T. Um, I, um, I actually went into, I started having some contractions and an early like show a couple weeks before I actually went into labor. So I was in the hospital a couple weeks early thinking like, Oh my gosh, is this it? Cause yeah. I was already, I was already partly dilated and I was having some contractions and the nurse was like, wow, this is looking good. And my husband and I were like, um, wait, this is happening. Yeah. Like it was just, <laughs> we were not ready. Um, but so things started to happen earlier than I thought. And it just kind of, I don't know, it gave us perspective, like, wow, it it could happen anytime, you know? And so we had to kind of dial it back because we were so excited thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to happen this week. Like my husband didn't go to work the next day. I was like, (laughs) okay, stop. Like we need to just go back to normal. We need to go back to the way we were because what we didn't want is to put any unnecessary pressure on the situation, you know? So that was a big learning for us is that, you know, things can, things can happen uh, leading up that don't necessarily mean it's actually the real thing isn't actually happening yet. Um, so people told me, don't worry, you'll know, you know, the contraction will wake you up. And I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) So sure enough, like three o'clock in the morning, uh, the morning before she was born, I had the contraction that woke me up and, (laughs) um, and that's where it all started. So between three and noon that day, um, we, went through our early labor plan, him and I, just, just him and I together, mm-hmm. um, at home, which was awesome. We had all these grand plans of like, you know, baking something and like <laughs> doing puzzles and watching shows and like all those labor projects they talk about. Yeah. And, um, that wasn't, I think I got through like half of an episode of friends and, um, maybe did part of a puzzle. Um, and there was definitely no baking happening. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> best laid plans. But, um, but even, the, even still the, the time that we had here together was, we still talk about it to this day, like how amazing it was to have that time, just him and I, and starting to go through the process together and taking all the things that we learned together through the process of the classes and with the doulas and 
felt like, wow, we can do this, you know, um, and putting it all into practice. So, um, we'll always have those memories, which is amazing. That is so beautiful. Um, and then by midday, I was like, all right, things are getting real. Like, <laughs> I think it's time to call the doula. So, um, so she came between noon and six. We continued um, at home with her. And that was also amazing because it allowed us, you know, as things got more intense for me, it allowed us to have the time together, but with guidance, you know, because yep. at a point it's like we needed outside support to like, make sure that we were doing the right things to keep me as comfortable as possible yep. and getting in the right positions. And like, yep. she would jump in or he would jump in. So it was like, it was the right time to bring her in. And, and it went, it went pretty quickly, even though it felt probably like eternity in the moment. <laughs> um, and it was very intense, but um, by six o'clock, I just, I was well into labor land at that point. Yeah. So I just remember thinking like, I, I can't, I don't think I can do this anymore right now. You know, yeah. like I think it's time. So we, we went over to the hospital and it's uh, funny because, well, of course the ride over there, it wasn't very long, but it was pretty, pretty torturous. I was just going to say that drive is not uh, fun. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, go slower. My husband's like, if I'm slower, I'm going to be stopped. Yeah. Like I can't go any slower. Um, but getting there, it was funny because, uh, I was thinking, okay, we're going to go in and, you know, we'll get this thing going. And the doula, um, she just insisted on, you know, having me continue to go through different motions and movements to keep, keep the baby moving. Yep. So she had me doing like lunges on like, like lunging through contractions oh, outside of the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, I, and I was completely out of it. I remember we were in the parking lot. Um, getting out of the car and this guy I mean I was probably like you know huddled over my husband just like hanging on to him for dear life and this guy was like do you guys need some help (laughs) I just remember hearing and I and and the duel is like no we're good and I remember thinking in my head I was like probably screaming like yes I need help you know (laughs) it was just one of those comical moments in the middle of like um anyway I'll just never forget that whoever that person was asking if I needed help (laughs) and then um yeah we were lunging into the hospital um and I was cursing the (laughs) cursing the (laughs) as much as I love her and uh and had me walking through the hospital and she's insisted that as long as long as we can be outside of the hospital room Mm -hmm. the better because it just continues to move things forward you know, and I get that now, but at the time I just thought I can't walk anymore. So we finally checked in. And, um, when we, when I got, when I first got checked, uh, they let me know that I was nine centimeters. So I had progressed really far and it's no wonder how I felt. I'm like, okay, that explains it. (laughs) Um, but what was great is what I expected with the hospital and what the conversations I had, what conversations we had with them in preparation and sharing the birth plan and, all of that. Um, the nurse, the nurse that was, um, there at the time when we came in was really respectful of our space and the birth plan and didn't, didn't like tie me down to the bed kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, yep. um, I, I had the monitor with me, um, but I was able to, um, move and, you know, it was important to me to be able to get up yes. and move through the labor. And so, uh, and she came in to make sure that, certain things were hooked up properly. Um, she'd come in and out. 
I feel like a lot of the time it was just my husband and I and the doula right. in, in the room. And so it didn't feel like, and, and the lights were low and all of that. So I remember feeling like it wasn't a huge jump from being at home, being at home, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Which was important to me. So, um, yeah, I continued that way for, I don't know how long. And, um, I had obviously gone, I was, I was obviously fully dilated not too long after. So right. uh, the midwife who was on rotation came in and said, okay, well, let's start pushing. You know, you're fully dilated. Seems like you're ready to go. And at that point I was still unmedicated and started pushing and it just, it just, the contractions weren't strong enough and close enough together to really get her moving. Um, and then she mentioned that she thought the baby's head was turned to the side, Uh which would obviously make it more challenging. So um, it ended up that they suggested, okay, either you can continue laboring this way for however many more hours, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Or the option is to give you some Pitocin to speed things up and to get it, to get the contractions where they need to be to get her out. Right. Um, And then we can also give you an epidural to, calm your system and allow you to rest a little bit. And I thought at that point I had labored for so long. Yes. This was overall, it was like a 20, yeah. 26 hours. So I don't know how many hours I was into it, but my contraction, my natural contractions were strong enough. Like I, oh, um, for sure. but I just decided that it was important to move things along and it was a means to an end at that point to make sure that she was safely delivered and, and so at that point, even though I really didn't want any medication, um, it felt like it was the right thing to do at that time. So I didn't really hesitate, actually. We got the Pitocin pretty quickly. And those, those two, the two contractions I had with the Pitocin before the epidural were like the worst <laughs> moments of my oh, whole I'm experience. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then I, when I had the epidural, it... Um, it calmed me pretty immediately. And we, we all slept for like an hour. And when I was, when I woke up and that was the whole purpose, right. I could get the rest I needed to actually wake up and push. And so like running a marathon for 20 hours, (laughs) a couple marathons. Yeah, exactly. Quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then when I woke up, I had, um, it was great because I could feel the pressure, but not the pain of the contractions. So it was mm-hmm. kind of the best of both worlds that I knew the contractions were coming, but I didn't have the intense pain, pain associated. Yeah. So I could focus on pushing and, and getting her to come, to come through. <laughs> and yep. so, uh, according to my husband, it took like 40 minutes and, um, she was delivered safely and beautifully by, uh, yeah. And <laughs> she, I, I only, I only had like a small, like one small stitch. So it was like a, it was really amazing, amazing in that yeah. way. Um, and she was eight pounds, five ounces, like almost 20 Woo! inches. So she was no, no mama. Yeah. she was no <laughs> tiny babe. Um, and it, yet, you know, the, the birth plan just continued because we wanted to have delayed clamping and have skin to skin immediate, immediately after, which I had, she latched right away, which was incredible. Um, the doula stayed there through, I don't know how long, but she was there through, um, through her latching and just making sure that we were doing well. Um, you know, that's very cool. Yeah. It was like all of the, so even through the birth, the plan was like, you know, we followed all of that and 
we encapsulated the placenta and did all of those things. And one of the, one of the doulas actually does that. So it just all worked out really well. Um, and then the hospital in terms of care afterward, it was really, um, I mean, it was a lot of people. It was like a revolving door yeah. of um, people, but we felt really supported and that was exactly what we needed. Um, we ended up staying the two nights, even though I probably didn't need to physically cause I was recovering really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we decided to go ahead and stay the two nights just to have that the support. support team. Yes. And it was, I'm really glad we did. Yeah. Once you get um, home, you're like, um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that we... was crazy. Yeah. It's that's the other part. Yeah. The postpartum story is no joke. Yeah. Um, but, but as far as the expectations and, or the hopes, I should say, the experience in the hospital, I definitely was pleased with the, or we both were pleased with the experience and felt really supported, That's um, amazing. which was great. You know, the, the follow-up, <laughs> it was, was not great. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get to that a little bit, but, um, but up until she was born and that immediate care following was, was really wonderful. That's amazing. So did you have any contact with the doula after the birth and after or was it kind uh, of like a yeah we actually had a postpartum visit with the doula and then um which was part of the packet which gotcha. is part of their birth doula package uh-huh. and then one of the doulas is also a lactation consultant and um oh, that's cool yeah and I realized she latched right away and it was breastfeeding was going well from the beginning but but there's always things you know yeah. that it's <laughs> it's so it's so new for both of us that um I didn't really have all the tools and all the different positions and all those things, oh, you know, yeah. even though we went through it in the education classes, it's like, it's one thing to do it with a doll. It's another thing to do it with your child. And so crying and <laughs> screaming right. And wanting to eat right now. Exactly. Yes. So, um, the first night we came home from the hospital, um, I was not doing well. I was, you know, on the floor of our room, like sobbing, just, I, I was not, you know, feeling balanced and capable of doing things in that moment. So I emailed, I actually emailed the doula in that moment, (laughs) um, like throwing out my SOS call, you know, and she actually has like what she calls an SOS postpartum package um, to support. (laughs) Yeah. It's called SOS. I was definitely uh, appropriate. So she got back to me early the next day and, um, was there the next day. Wow. I mean, that's how quickly she responded. So yeah. I, I always, I tell her she's like my angel. Like anytime I see her, I start crying because I just, it was a pretty powerful um, experience with her both before, during, well, and yeah, after. I mean, birth is such an intimate experience. So to oh my have gosh, someone yeah. that close to you through all of it, I'm sure that connection will, will always have that connection with her, I'm sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and my first and, yep. and the first experience yep. having a child, you know, it's just, yep. it's so powerful in so many ways. So yeah, she came and spent some time with us um, helped kind of get things organized and flowing better in the house, you know, because mm-hmm. you have things set up the way you think it's going to be. Um, and clearly I don't think it's ever the way nope. it actually needs to be. <laughs> nope. So, you know, the nursery is looking all cute, but we're not even in the nursery <laughs> until now, you know? So, um, it's just funny looking back at what, what you think you need to do getting ready for baby and what the reality is. So, yeah. um, she was helpful in getting 
our space set up really well and helping us feel comfortable with the flow of things. And then she helped me um, get into some of the nursing positions that would be restorative for me. So like the sideline position yes. bed and those kinds of things. Yes. And, um, and my husband was helping at that time early on with some of the, she, he was basically playing like night and doula um, <laughs> and, and taking her in the other room um, with the bassinet and, um, because I wasn't able to sleep through her noises at the time, yes. which I know is very common. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it was great cause he, he could bring her into me when she woke up for, you know, to feed and, and I could rest well in between. So oh, that was huge. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Yeah. So the early days, you know, having her support and having my mom nearby, um, she actually stayed with us for a week or so. Um, so she could be with me early in the morning and my husband could get some more rest yeah. while we were together. So we made those early days work and he took a month. He had a month from work. So, um, we had that time together early on, which was super critical. Yeah. Um, and it really takes a village. I mean, it really, truly, it truly does. You know, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that postpartum mm-hmm. You can't prepare for something like that until you actually experience it. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then when you're in it, you're like, wow, <laughs> I did not think it was going to be this hard. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was telling the group of women I saw yesterday at the birth network event that, you know, a lot of the postpartum doulas talk about working with women in the fourth trimester, yep. um, you know, which is obviously three months postpartum. And here I am four months postpartum and, I feel like I need help now more than I have yeah. since the beginning yeah. in some ways, you know, cause things change so quickly and dynamic shift and, oh, and the baby's sure. growing so quickly and um, you know, the ups and downs, the roller coaster of emotions and, and hormones and all that. And yes. there's just so much going on that I realized like, wow, this is um, the, the support is needed well past the fourth trimester. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I mentioned that to the group yesterday, like, Hey, <laughs> uh, and, and, and several women mentioned that, you know, they'll work with, they'll work with their clients as long as they need the support. I but could I not I'll, agree with you more on that one. Like, but I think a lot of women don't realize that they're going to need help longer. And so they might not ask for it. And so I think that's where, the communication or that I've read about the whole year recovery, like let's, you know, real talk yeah. about postpartum. It's not just the fourth trimester. Right. It's, it's well past that. And um, so I think it's important that we don't, we don't stay so focused on the fourth trimester that we ignore the fact that yes. there's a lot of things happening. I mean, for women that are going back to work or for women that, yes. um, you know, it's just, there's so many things changing after that time that, need need additional support I also feel like there's this like societal expectation for women to sort of just bounce right back you get get you know get your body back go back to work and like things are just gonna you know the baby will just kind of fit into your routine and it's like that's like so unrealistic on every level like Uh you're you're never gonna get your body back you're a changed woman you know you're not you're not the same person you were before you had a baby this is your you're permanently changed you know in in beautiful ways too you know it's not just like traumatizing but it's a it's beautiful too but Mm -hmm. I feel like we're just we're so like expected to just 
like it's just a normal thing and you just you just move past it and you don't need the support you know and I and I think sometimes women are afraid to be like man am I the only one that feels like yeah like this I'm drowning over here you know mm-hmm. and yeah and then you're not supposed to feel that way because it's supposed to be all beautiful and wonderful yes. because of course it is like yes you know, this beautiful being that you're uh that you've created and that you're raising and it, it is it is amazing yes um but it's also incredibly challenging yes. and draining, yes. as I was telling you earlier, my like current situation with the sleep, which is, um, you know, every three hours waking Ugh, up. I yeah. mean, that's like, that's like when she newborn. was newborn, yes. you know, yes. I'm like, wait, she's supposed to be sleeping more, yes. right? So <laughs> it's like every stage you think something's going to be a certain way, but I think the reality is, and we know that every baby's different, every situation's different and like, we can't we can't put a blanket expectation on our experiences or compare or, yes. you know, try to take in so much information that that's, that's kind of where I've been lately is realizing that I'm such a seeker of information and knowledge and like resources and connections and support like mm-hmm. that I've, you know, we can inundate ourselves, which I have right. with information online, with information from groups I go to, from other women, new time, you know, first yes. time moms, from family and friends. And, oh, it's like, yes, at some point it's like information overload and I'm finding myself drowning in information versus just tuning into what I know yes, your mother as a mom, intuition. you know? Yes. 100%. And so I, like literally in the last few days, that was my realization that I just needed to back off a bit and um, kind of ignore other people yes. and uh, ignore other <clears throat> things for a while. Like I have, I have the baseline information. Now what works for me and my daughter? That's, yes. that's the most important question. And so that is so um, huge. I, my friends also, she's, about five weeks postpartum and she's like she keeps using the word should and I'm like you need to take that Mm -hmm. word out of your vocabulary because what worked for me and my baby what worked for you know other people's babies and then that that's that's what worked for them and you this is a trial and error and you're gonna have to like like you said dig deep into that intuition because you know what's right and and you still need that support you know, you need, you need to have support from people, but not like, like you said, the comparison, the judgment. Yeah. And just feeling like, um, you know, and it, it kind of goes back full circle to the yoga practice and meditation yeah. and like feeling like you can center yourself and yes. who you are and what, what's important to you and your family and, mm-hmm. and that it's okay to make choices that are, that are best for your family, that yes. it's not, um, you know, not to be worried about the judgment yes, or the comparison or, yes. you know, you should, or your baby should be sleeping be this many yes. hours. It's like, well, that's nice. But yes. is your baby <laughs> moving constantly and like flying yes. through milestones? And so then it just, you, there's no reason to be put on the defensive, right. you know, like we're all doing the best we can. And, um, and we, as women should all respect each other and and be supportive of wherever we're at you know and I think and it's not that I'm not experiencing that in the groups of women that I'm connected to but it's just I think it's just a combination yeah you kind of have to fish them out though because there is a lot of that judgment there and 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 it's unfortunate because when women come together we're we're strong you know we Mm -hmm. we can be such a we can also be really judgmental (laughs) yeah yeah and I think even if, even if it's not overt, you yes. know, it's more of this assumed yep. 
or even just in conversation. Oh yeah, gosh, it's, it's been so tough, but now she's sleeping nine hours through the night. And I'm thinking, and then I hear that and I'm like in my head, I don't say it out loud because I'm not trying to, you know, get into a deep discussion about it. But in in my head, I feel bad. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm not there. And why am I not there? Why is it not happening? And so it's not this, it's not an intentional you know, making people feel bad, yep. but it's just by the nature of what's happening. We're all at different stages with our babies yep. and they're all different that like by just by saying something, yep. even if it's not intended, it can make people feel like, Oh, well, why am I not there? Or gosh, I wish I was there. Yep. And so it just, it, um, <clears throat> I think part of what I was saying to at the birth network event yesterday and what, you know, I try to bring to or what I want to try to bring to group conversations now is like real talk, you know, of, of how we don't have to sugarcoat because we think, we think it might be proper. Um, (laughs) yeah. Or it might like upset someone or whatever, but just to speak our truth, I think, uh, in a, in safe spaces with other women, uh, if it's moderated by someone who, um, can help redirect and and stuff. I, I just think we're not, creating enough of those spaces to feel safe to say like, I'm really scared yes. about this or yes. I'm really worried about this. And like, it's okay. It doesn't take away from how much you, how much you love your child yes. or how grateful you are to have this child and, and all this, but everything's been rocked, yep. you know, like your whole world. And, and like I told you, in addition to oops, my headphones, just fell off. Okay. I don't know if you can hear me. Okay. Yeah. Um, in addition to, everything postpartum, I also was laid off from my job. And so while some women are transitioning back into work at this point, four months postpartum, I'm actually transitioning to the reality of like a stay at home mom right now. And, and that's amazing. And I'm like, I get to be with my daughter more time than I thought I was going to be, but it's a new reality for me that I all of a sudden have to transition. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want it to be a smooth transition, but the reality is like, it's, it's a lot of tough things at once, yes, you know, and so it's sure. a lot to handle and to be able to talk about those things in a safe, in space. a way that, yes. yeah. And to feel like it's okay to talk about it and it's not like you're complaining, right. but you're just needing to express like, this is my, this is my new reality. Yep. And these are the things that I need help with, or these are the things that I have questions about. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to, not to be made to think it's like, um, a burden or it's, yep. or it's complaining. Yep. So, so with all that said, I'm sure you've already answered this, but with a four month old, what would you say is your biggest advice to pregnant moms? And then also moms that are just new moms that are, that have just had a baby. Uh, I would say to pregnant moms to, to be open to other ideas or ways of approaching. I mean, I did, it's hard to say a blanket statement yeah. for all pregnant women, but, but for pregnant women who, um, who are going through the system and are feeling like there must be something else, you know, yeah. um, or, or who don't feel like there must be something else. There is, um, <laughs> yeah. that there is, you know, so I think just keeping an open mind to the possibilities for, labor and delivery and seeking, um, other, other birth stories that might be different from what you've heard. Uh Um, and just sort of educate yourself about, um, 
the full scope of options that you have and the resources that we have in this community, because it's really incredible. Um, you know, the women that, the women that are here supporting women and babies and families is just, I mean, the love that I felt in the room yesterday was like, wow, you know, and and that's just a small fraction of the women. Um, and, and it's not just women. I know there's, um, uh, others in the community that, you know, men too that are supporting women, but, um, you know, getting involved, connecting, definitely the guide to childbirth book, IMA's guide to childbirth. That was an amazing resource. Yes. Um, maybe connecting with the child, the, um, the birth network to see what kinds of providers are in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, prenatal yoga is another huge one, um, for making connections with other pregnant moms, mm-hmm. um, who, who oftentimes you'll be bonded with well after, um, the baby's born. Um, and just letting yourself dream, what you really want to experience, yeah. you know, and like dream it into reality because yeah. it is possible. Yes. I love that. Um, and then I think for new moms like myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> to take a deep breath and be gentle mm-hmm. with yourself. Um, and I'm speaking to myself as well right now because yes. <laughs> it is, um, yeah, it's a very emotional journey and, um, and I think, you know, again, going back to the information overload in the society we live in now, it's so easy to get carried away and to be, be taken away from the, the beauty of just the moment with your child. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's what I'm working on right now is like I already said, kind of pushing away all of the unnecessary advice or information and just really tuning into me as a new mom and my baby and what she needs and what I know to be true. Um, and just really to, um, kind of try to take a moment of pause Mm -hmm. and take a deep breath and like journal if you have to talk with somebody, if you have to, but just to get the, give yourself the reassurance that you need that you're doing everything. Yes. Um, and you're doing it right and you're doing everything you need and everything your baby needs. Yep. And like, you're okay. Yeah. You know, I think that's the, Preach. <laughs> the <laughs> um, and don't be afraid to reach out if you need help, because, um, I'm in the middle of doing that myself. And, um, even after the fourth trimester. Yep. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yes. And I can imagine it being a necessity well beyond this point yes, because for sure she's not, she's not slowing her growth <laughs> every day. There's a new, new thing that she's doing. So, um, it's amazing just patience and gratitude yes all right well thank you so much i'll let you get get, you get back to your beautiful little babe (laughs) thank you that sounds good thanks for talking with us of course thanks jamie (laughs) all right bye take care bye thank you for listening if you have any feedback want to share your story or know a mother's story that needs to be shared please message me directly.